Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Jabroni Drive, the fastest-growing wrestling podcast in all of wrestling podcasts. On this week's episode, Nia Jax, Jey Uso, Drew McIntyre, where is Roman Reigns, Hail to Endeavor, Vince McMahon, and a belt movement stalemate. Jimmy, anything you want to say to all the Schmidt-Lavellites out there? Tom, if these people aren't listening, the old muddy dollar might move them. You know why? Because everybody's got a price. <laughs> oh, I love it. Jimmy. I don't think that could have been more perfect for what we're about to talk talk about. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Jabroni Drive. First and foremost, we appreciate you listening. Last week was our most viewed show in the history of Jabroni Drive. We hope you like what we're doing. Oh, yeah. And we're going to keep on putting out the wrestling content as we see it. New episodes every week, talking all things professional wrestling, particularly mostly WWE. Now, Timmy, you just did a great million-dollar man impression. Everybody has a price, and that's going to give me my segue into the first topic. The deal is finally through. Endeavor has purchased WWE. A couple things we want to clear up. Vince McMahon now owns, I believe, 16% of the WWE. Okay. I, we we can't continue without saying Vince McMahon, the legend. Without him, none of this is going on. He created it all. Is there a lot of things to be said about Vince McMahon? Sure. But just want to note him in the history of professional wrestling. Well, first of all, first of all, noting is not even you can't just say note him. He's yeah. got an entire book, dude. Yeah. He has more than a book. He has every chapter that's ever written about WWE, well, wrestling in general. The guy has taken wrestling and and put it on an upper uh, on an upper echelon. So he is the guy that's taken it to the level that it's at right now, and to the level that everyone strives to be at. So kudos to. You know, him for finally getting out of the game. Well, he's not really out of the game, but he's made a move, obviously. And, um, yeah, it seems like he's finally stepping away from what has been his baby for over, what, 40 years now? Um, yeah. Timmy, I would safe to say I never thought this day was coming, to be honest. The sale of WWE, I never thought that that was coming. I thought while Vince McMahon was alive. I thought Vince McMahon would die as the guy that holds WWE. The crepit old man, like sitting in the yeah. chair, like by ringside. Yeah, like <laughs> so, an old king of the ring chair that he had at his uh, house. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ring ring the bell. <laughs> um, but no, I mean it just um you know, it marks the end of an era. Um and it just honestly, if you look at it. There's no other promotion. Look, AEW has been a decent promotion since it started. But, I mean, there's there's nothing else that's even competitive with the WWE. Um, 
Yeah, it's great that there's other promotions out there for wrestlers to go to and um, be able to to be creative with their characters and do whatever they want to do and find work, which is which is great and which is good for wrestling in general. But um, you're looking at the goat, right? This is the WWE is the NFL of wrestling, and there's there's a reason why they're on Fox. There's a reason why. You know, they they continue to put up numbers. They've been dominant over the course of the last two, two decades, and it hasn't stopped, and I don't think it will stop, Tom. Yeah, and, uh, you know, just big times for WWE. Congratulations to Endeavor, the parent company of UFC. I'm expecting to see a lot of crossover. You know, I could see a lot of UFC guys and and WWE guys at different events now and and kind of showing them and promoting each other's product with via each other, I guess. So big shout out to 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 Vince McMahon. Also, something I want to clear up, there's been a lot of talk about Triple H and how he's no longer on the board of um, you know, he's not the COO anymore. He's not on the board of uh, trustees, I guess, or so. Yes, but he is head of creative still. So he is still head of creative. We just finished our first year of Triple H's being head of creative, and what a year it was. And uh, a lot of things going on moving forward. Timmy, the first question I want to ask you, and first topic I guess we should talk about, is our champion, the undisputed champion, Mr. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns now going on a month has not been on tv well that's not wwe show not true over a month no it's no he's been pretty regularly featured on television he just it's through paul Heyman's cell phone (laughs) call roman reigns yeah so that's what we've seen basically of roman reigns and i you know it's just bullshit in my opinion, uh, like the bloodlines died off and like your universal champion is nowhere to be found. He hasn't defended his belt. Um, I don't think he's honestly, maybe you know this better than I do. He hasn't defended his belt during SmackDown. And I'm not sure that they would do that, but like, it doesn't happen often but seth rollins is doing it seth rollins i mean yes um but 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 like so like just let's let's just get back to before we go into that like let's just really get back to roman reigns like what is he doing like what what are we doing here like we get no explanation for his 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 uh absence absence we get no like there's nothing. It's just like, hey, by the way, like this dude's never gonna wrestle until he feels like it or until what? You know, I there were rumors of an injury at SummerSlam. So I will say that. But if there was an injury, I just think you're open about it and you say, Hey, Roman Reigns is injured. He's gonna have some time off, you know, to recover from his injury. Um, if that was the, if that's the case, if that's why part of the reason why he's had this extended absence you know i don't he he can't be filming a movie because the writers are still on strike right yep no it's it's just really it's mind-boggling to see that like one of your premier guys 
and I made this point to to you the other day. I said, dude, why have we seen John Cena more than we've seen Roman Reigns? Like John Cena has established like Hollywood star, if you will, hasn't been involved in the WWE in in extended amount of time. Yet we're seeing more of him than we're seeing more of Roman Reigns. Like that's a problem. Yeah, and we're not saying that Roman has to be on every single week, you know. And sure, you can take a couple weeks off here and no, there. No, I I disagree with you, dude. Because like I I think that he needs to be present. Like, dude, we like when the WWF back in the day before it was the WWE, when it was was best, it was when you saw all the premier guys. Like, dude, you saw Stone Cold every week, like pretty much. You saw The Rock every single week. You saw Mick Foley every week. The Undertaker didn't go without, you know, showing up with the lights dim in every single week. Like, why do these guys get such treatment like this? Why do they get such such a easy schedule? It doesn't make any sense. I get they're paying, getting paid much more money, but, like, these guys back in the day, I mean, people are. I, I've I've seen people keep on calling Roman Reigns the goat. He, in my opinion, he's not the goat. He's not the goat. He does not do things better than the wrestlers previous. And I know, I know the Rock was in and out in in like a five year span. He had a huge. He had a a tight window, and the Romans done it for quite some time. But like the impact those wrestlers had, I, I mean. It's just it's much more significant than what I think Roman Reigns has done. That's just me. Yeah, I will say this: Undertaker did get time off. I mean, he would get it. It was more storyline based, you know. But he would get written off like somehow, you know, he would be in a buried alive match, and next thing you know, he lost. Or Kane would light the casket on fire, and he'd be gone for a month. You know, what I mean, but, and then and you got and then an when that when that yeah yeah this is just. You know, like if he's injured, say that he's injured. You know what I mean? Storyline and then have like on the shows, at least interviews with him talking about, you know what I mean? Like he can't do like an interview on the show. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be there, but like do a video like Nakamura has been putting out and like, let's see something of that nature. I don't know. But like to be totally detached, I think is is wrong. And I want to say Brock Lesnar kind of set this precedent. Brock Lesnar wrote us a, a sweetheart he had a sweetheart deal and it was like you know he could do whatever the hell he wanted and it was like he would be gone for months and this is as a universal champion and i would say he was around less than roman is you know so i think maybe it's now hey take your this is now to have your time off you have your time off but once we get cooking and we're getting into survivor series and stuff like that you're going to be on full full tilt, you know. You're going to be here very regularly, and I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'd like to see him more often. I don't think he needs to be here every week, but I, I don't see why they can't have someone shooting videos and putting out videos on the Jumbotron each week. I remember there used to be, um, like, a lot more pay-per-views, right? There used to be, like, what, one one a month, right? Like, yeah. pay-per right? Is that still kind of? Yeah, that's that's the pace we're on, about one a month. But they used to be like different pay per views, correct? Like, weren't they like uh, in your house and like the stuff like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was stuff like that. But like now, I know, I know like Survivor Series is a big one, and um, yeah, like when you like it's it's more 
kind of in the winter years is when you're really getting like the big things, right? Like from like October to April, right? Like that's yeah. like the push to SummerSlam, like right? That's like the in season, if you will. Yeah, the push to WrestleMania. Yep. Um, but I don't know. It just it frustrates me that like you have a guy that's supposed to be your your guy, like your flagship dude. And he's just not showing up. It's like I get it. It's it's annoying. Yeah, um, it is annoying. And I feel like it could be a little bit better, you know, like okay, he, he can still have time away and like we're saying with at least put out some videos. You know what I mean? Like why not show him like on vacation, cutting a vin you know, like a, a thing like like a razor Ramon, like Yeah. Hey. Like, hey, I'm fucking Roman. <laughs> I'm on vacation. I'm I'm in, you know, wherever the hell he is, Bora Bora or some shit. Well, you know what I let mean? Me- let me ask you about about this. Now, we've we've addressed this topic a handful of times, Tom, and it's about the the talent that's in the WWE, and it's also about the talent that's not being used. And I saw an article over the last couple of days about um, people asking for the release of one of our favorite wrestlers. Yep. And you know who that is. The, the show off, Mr. Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. Um and like there's just if you go on the, the website, you can go, you can scroll through their the roster, and there's just so many people that are on that roster that just aren't being used with, like whatsoever. Now, let me ask you this like behind the scenes, do they get used? You know, I think they're definitely used in the house shows. There's um dark matches before each uh each event. So if there's a SmackDown, there's like a, a dark match before that where they'll have maybe an upcoming talent go with a veteran like a Ziggler, you know, and you'll you'll see different articles about Tomasa Ciampa and Butch having matches before they debuted on on Raw or SmackDown, or whatever. So before each show they, they are used in these house shows that they have on the weekends they'll be used for that stuff. Yeah, I mean this this article highlighted that that Dolph Ziggler has not had a pinfall win in over like 500 days oh on my Raw. God. Which yeah, is well. like sad because this dude has been like such a like a legit dude in the business and um and like as guys that love wrestling, you could see him making such an impact in such a in a different light, like in an AEW, right? Like right, like you could see him. And I'm not saying I want to see him leave the WWE, but like he's being. Compl- I mean, you can't argue that he's like not being wasted. Yeah, it's just years are going by, and that's just his time in in ring at his peak that just are gone. And it's like, and I don't understand why. I never got why he never got like the push, you know. And now he had some great moments, and he's been world heavyweight champion a couple times. But like, he they were short reigns, and he like he never he never got that huge, you know, run with a title. Yeah, and I think Tom, our job as the conduit to the WWE is 
I think we should highlight one individual each each week that we do this show and just we really bring them to light and see if we can get them the push that they need. All right. You know? So this week's you know, Dolph like, Ziggler, and next week we'll choose a different wrestler that we feel like might be being a little underutilized. Yeah, I think that's the key here. I think I think maybe we tag them, and yeah, maybe they follow us. You we'll know, call maybe, that segment. We'll tag get, them uh, in. We're gonna tag them in. A hot tag. Yeah. I like that. Timmy. Maybe we we get feed feed the more <laughs> feed the more. We get him. Back in the WWE. Well, you, you love, you love them. You love them, you know, for a minute there back in the, 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 the early days of Schmidt and LaBelle. Well, you know, I just loved him because he responded to me on Twitter. I was like, whoa, a guy that used to wrestle responded to me on Twitter. So Timmy, speaking of bringing wrestlers back and having new people that are, or people that were from the past coming back, we had a big, Come back this past week, Mommy versus Raquel Rodriguez in the in the main event of Monday Night Raw. And kudos to the women for main eventing Monday Night Raw. Let's hey, how about some points there to all the, the haters that say they don't get enough time and stuff like that? The main event of Monday Night Raw was Raquel Rodriguez versus Mommy, your own, Rhea Ripley. And I'll tell you what, it was a banger, dude. I love the way these two go what? at it. They were slamming each other, the nice kicks, boots to the face different moves that were hard hitting, you know, it, it, it was, I would say if you're going to be looking at like a, a Gunther McIntyre, Sheamus type match for women, that's what this was. Mm-hmm. And big surprise at the end of the match. Out comes. Nia Jax. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> and Becky Lynch. <laughs> out comes. Yeah. Out comes Nia Jax. And I had told you before that in Raquel Rodriguez's, promo in the back prior to the match or build up she said she was not like most girls which i struck me as like oh that sounds like nia Jax, and i thought it was a little odd i didn't put it together that nia Jax would be making a comeback tonight or last night but one thing that we both noticed was she was wearing purple when she came out right tim black and purple well i don't know i i knew of nia Jax just from like seeing the rock in his social media before I like really started watching the WWE again. Um, he used to post like about her and all this, like congratulations to my cousin and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I see her back yesterday and I was like, wow, I mean, that's definitely the rocks cousin. And I mean, she's, she's certainly a, a force. She's a, she's quite the, quite the strap strapping young lass she's a big girl and uh yeah yeah she's 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 quite the the girl and i i just i noticed that she's wearing purple she interferes in the match and i'm like ah oh, she's judgment day all day like i thought this is like hey we're adding to this the state this deal and or the uh i'm sorry the uh stable the stable I, i'm thinking like oh man Man, we're we're uh we're building on this thing. We're starting to get pretty big here. And then uh she turns on it and she looks like she's she's got one thing in her mind and she wants to she wants to get that title in her hands, but um I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I thought it was a nice wrinkle 
Yeah, uh, I thought it was a nice surprise for for Raw. Uh, I thought it was an overall. I thought it was a really good Raw. Um, and I thought it was interesting that that match was going to be the main event, as you said earlier. Um, because you know, like there, there's there is this push with like main events and women and stuff like that. And I'm telling you, the wrestling has gotten a lot better over the years, and that they really do a nice job in depending on who women are and delivering mat delivering matches and and really executing uh their moves and stuff like that and i thought that raquel and and mommy did a nice job um having dominic barred from rings ringside was was i think a major key there but obviously another thing that made me behind them that was another thing that made me think she was judgment day because it's like oh dom's barred here comes someone to help. She's with Judgment Day wearing the purple, you know? Right. But so yeah. I like that. Sorry to but cut yeah, no, it was It was a cool wrinkle. Yeah. And so I liked it. And they come out, and I thought uh, this was a great match, like you were saying. I thought it was hard-hitting and, and what they can do. Now, Mommy has it all. She's got the character, and she's got the in-ring. Raquel, still, I, I her her character development isn't quite there yet her in ring is very good um i i i enjoyed the match now when nia Jax came back we'd been seeing all these videos of her and she just she didn't look very mobile you know she didn't look she certainly was never like a speed person but she had size and she could kind of move you know there's been wrestlers in the past that have been able to do that i think like a bam bam bigelow and and you know, uh, even um, Vader and KO and some people like that. And Nijax, I feel like used to be a little bit more. She she looked not so mobile last night. Um, and I I didn't love like I didn't think she looked so strong. You know what I mean? I did like her finisher, the little bonsai drop off the off the rope. Maybe a, an homage to Mister uh, Yokozuna, a number another member of the uh, Noi family. But, um, you know, we'll see where that goes. Now, Rhea Ripley is holding the belt. She's held it for quite some time. And another topic that we wanted to bring up, Timmy, is the belts in WWE and the fact that it's kind of a stalemate. You know, the last belt to, to change hands was the tag belts. And prior to that, there really hasn't been much movement for, for several months. You know, obviously, Roman's held the belt for three years you got the um gunther just breaking the record for the intercontinental championship i guess the one that's kind of lost is the united states championship i don't know if there's a real emphasis on that one yet you know it's not like hitting at least mm-hmm. it, it just it feels like these these belts sometimes are stuck a little it, i think you were saying yeah like the only the only out right now that's moved hands like you said is the u.s title which changed from austin theory who held it for quite some time and it just moved off of him to ray mysteria and it just feels like that there's like there wasn't any purpose behind that you know like there's no purpose between like it was like all right you know what i guess we'll just kind of move it off uh, austin theory and we'll give it to you know ray mysterio and then we'll figure something out from there yeah. And the undisputed titles, the tag team titles felt the same way. It's like, and I've been, again, 
I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but you had two guys that were holding the titles that are more so individuals than than anything that are better off on their own. And it was it was only gonna be a matter of time before they lost it. So they end up losing the tag team titles, whatever. The women's titles are tag team titles are cursed and everyone keeps getting hurt. So like they that is bizarre hands because of weird reasons. But yeah, every major title is really at a stalwart right now. Um and that's what kind of had me thinking that maybe Raquel Rodriguez was going to win that title on on, uh, Monday night. But again, like, it's like hard to take the title off of mommy right now. You know, like, it's like, I think Seth is easy to strip and I think he would have no problem with like giving that up. Obviously he doesn't really, he doesn't really have a choice in the matter, but like the 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 you the universal title has to move and the intercontinental title has to move soon. Like they have to go. And and I know that we have this whole just great story written, like the Bible with like Cody Rhodes and him finishing his story at, at SummerSlam or at uh WrestleMania in Philadelphia, and that would be great for for us, but I mean, can 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 he really hold on to the title that much longer? Like yeah. just like when he's not showing up and he's just not I just don't see it. I like all these guys, like Gunther Gunther is is the exception to the rule because the dude is is really battling every single week. He's showing up, he's fighting guys that he's wrestling guys that are very capable and his matches are incredible. Yep. Like we we've we've seen so many criticisms over Roman Reigns and how his matches are always somebody interfering from the bloodline bloodline and that's how he wins every single time and that's pretty spot on. But like Gunther is like he's just a different breed. Um, Seth Rollins, I think he's going to drop the belt soon. I maybe he will drop it to Shinsuke, and then I think may like I think maybe, um. What's his face? Damian Priest is going to get involved with that whole situation, but that's that needs to start developing. It just can't just be what what it's been. Yeah, and I will say too, one of the things like if as far as belts go, to they need to split up, or and we said this last week, split up and unify uh, the tag team belts. You know, the tag team belts have been held together for so long they need to split those up asap and have one on smackdown and one on raw or just have one and have them carry around two belts not two belts each two belts total so one belt per wrestler make those tag belts either split them up or unify them to make a one belt or have two belts so they could split those up and put a tag belt champion on someone from SmackDown and someone from Raw. I think that would be good. I do think Gunther loses shortly. And I think Gunther's going to lose and then Gunther is going to go after the heavyweight championship with Seth Rollins. And I feel like we're going to get Gunther versus Rollins for a heavyweight championship. And I think Gunther takes the belts off of Seth or takes the heavyweight championship off of Seth. So you could have Gunther be your new heavyweight champion. Chad Gable, I think, will be the one that takes the Intercontinental Championship. Split up the tags. 
Then you figure out what you're doing with Roman. Hopefully they already have a plan lined up with that. LA Knight gets the United States Championship, and we got some time to go then, you know? We'll see. Yeah, Let's... that 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 US that US title, dude, is just like kind of that has it's meaningless right now. So if you're gonna put a title on on LA Knight, if you're gonna strap that dude and you want that rocket to go through the moon. Just throw it on them. Just throw it on them. See what it's because, like, dude, there's again, there's nothing behind that title. Like, no one really cared about like the Austin Theory, like Rain. No one cared. No one cares about the Rey Mysterio Rain, right? Like, maybe he can make that meaningful. Maybe he could. I don't know. But like, it just feels like a natural fit right now to kind of push that, right? Like, let's push that and put him, put him. Put him in something meaningful, right? Would you rather a would you rather him take it off Ray and win it? Or do you want someone that is a heel to take it off Ray and have um LA Knight chase it? Yeah, I would I would rather um I'd rather be off of Ray. I'd rather LA Knight beat somebody that's kind of a douche, you know, like, cause it, it would, it would kind of make more sense. Right. right. Like, cause LA's like, the face. You want him to take it from someone that nobody likes. Right. So like, if you, I mean, if you gave it back to Austin theory, that would make sense. But I mean, that would kill Austin theory essentially again. Yeah. Who um, could it be? That so like, I don't know. It? Some, I mean, you could you could give it to Miz somehow. Give him a, a yeah. Miz is going to be on SmackDown this week, and I'm totally looking forward to that match. Miz versus LA Knight on SmackDown. Yeah, but so, I, I look. Can I can I can I actually bring something up I, that's been bothering me a little bit? And yeah, it's c- completely off the cuff right now. I know we have a a deal that no. we like to follow. Yeah, I love it. Off the cuff, let's have it. You, you know how I feel. Uh, like the as much as I, I I enjoy the Judgment Day and how they've really in, imposed their will now. Dare I say that the only good person on the mic in the Judgment Day is is mommy. <laughs> you know, I would say she's. I wouldn't even say she's really that good. You know what I, I mean? don't. I don't. I. I mean, she's better than the other three because, like, Dom can't get a word out, and when he does get a word out, he's he's awful. The promo that he did with Cody Rhodes sucked. Finn is, I'm Grand Slam Finn, and blah, 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 and this and that, and then you got Damian Priest, who sounds like he can't put a thought together to save <laughs> his life. He he is so bad sometimes. Like I think he's worse than than all three of them. To be honest with you, um, I think he fumbles a lot because just, he overthinks. I feel like he's like like he doesn't want to screw up and he screws up. You know what I mean? And I don't think they're like necessarily like, bad on the mic, but it's nothing like. And I think they're lowering the mic volume for Dom when he's out there. I think they lower the mic volume for him and they bump the crowd noise because it just you know it's so like there's never been there's never been a heel in in history 
that's gotten on the mic and you couldn't hear. Like, yeah. there's been worse heels than Dom Mysterio. Yeah. Like, people have hated, like, when let's when Hulk Hogan went heel. Yeah. You don't think it was louder than when Dom was heel? Yeah, I mean, and I you think about HBK every, in yeah, Montreal. You could hear, hear every hear word. Every word. Every word. So, yeah, there's got to be something with it. You're either that or they're pumping up the volume, like, in what we hear. But, like, it's... It's a little ridiculous that like they're doing that every single time he comes out. Like they're they're killing his character almost to the point where they can't even they can't even let him become what he needs to be. You get right. what I'm saying? Like he yeah. needs to be a better heel, and like he can't even fucking speak, which is brutal. <laughs> so, um, they... but 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 that, like that's my issue is like the, I don't know. Let me ask you this: How long can you? Do you see the judgment day like running like like in a heel faction? What do you say? Like two years tops? Uh before there's before there's like strife, before there's like rifts. Yeah. I mean, they've already started to have them, you know, and they haven't even like they're now finally get they have the belts. Like it looks like the thing between Finn and Damian Priest is pushed aside for right now. Um, I don't know where that storyline's going, but their run, I, I feel like it's going to come to a head at, at Mania, and then that'll be Judgment Day will, will move on. You know, it'll be, you know, you'll probably have Mommy and Dom go off on their own. Damian Priest and Finn will be doing their own thing after Mania is my guess, and it'll just be, you know, something after that. I would love to see eventually... Dom kind of turn on mommy. I think that would be a curveball that people wouldn't see coming and Dom help some other uh, woman wrestler beat mommy and then go with someone else, you know? Cause I feel like then Dom would be like, Hey, I, I said to you, I said to you, um, and the HJB, I said, when the, the biggest heel turn that I'm looking forward to, is going to be when the American Nightmare goes goes bad. When he goes heel, it'll be like Hulk Hogan, like NWO shit, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I don't think it'll be for years, but I don't think so either. But I'm, I'm saying, like, in when when he gets wins the belt or whatever, it's going to be a he's going to have a nice two year window, three year window. Like they're going to the merchandise will be great and all that stuff. And it's going to be fun. But like when they t- decide, when the, he decides to make that switch, that'll be, that, that'll be all fucking time. fun. Well, you know what? They talked about Cena doing it for a long time and he never did. So, you know, they have something with Cody that they haven't had since, since a Hulk Hogan, really since that, like that era is an, a natural baby face like a real baby face you know someone that is is the good guy and does the right thing and the crowd still gets behind him like everyone else has been the anti-hero you know so it, yeah, it's it'll... it's an interesting thing that that he's been able like that just as a testament to cody and how good he is because it's been i mean 30 years <laughs> it's been so long maybe original bret hart I don't know. John Cena, I guess. 
but like he was hated for a long time and eventually kind of won the people. But even when Brett, even when, even when Brett Hart was like a good guy, like he was always like an asshole. (laughs) And my, he was always a dick. You gotta admit, like he just seemed like he's like a dick. Really? I thought so. Oh, I'll have to go back and look at it. Like, what, like arrogant or like? Yeah, it just seemed like he was always like kind of an, like an arrogant dude. Okay. But like, uh, like I'll put my sunglasses on your kid. Uh, yeah, good job. <laughs> interesting, uh, interesting comment with the choice of shirt that you have today. But um, uh, so let's move on for the movie. Big thing we and we kind of touched on it. Chad Gable and Gunther and dude, you you said it to me. Chad Gable in the last month has separated himself, and we've been talking about it for several months now. And he's finally getting that spotlight, yeah. and the guy is delivering every single week. Another banger this week. A good promo comes out, and they have their their six man tag, and he's just putting on a show and these feats of strength and like just his durability, his, his in ring, his tempo is incredible. He does things like the right way. And like, he doesn't overdo it. Like so many times I see wrestlers overdoing it. Like even mommy last night when she wrestled, she hit a move, she hit the frog splash and Raquel Rodriguez kicks out. And then mommy like freaks out. Like, Oh my God, I can't believe that she kicked out. I can't believe she kicked out. Like, Gable does it in a way where it's like he he like like a real fight. In, yeah. Yeah, he's and, in disbelief but like he's just like, "All right, I got to keep going." Yeah. And yeah. It, it it's it gives a little bit more realism to it than me. And so you were saying how much he separated himself. Is Chad Gable a guy that will get a title run now? Do you, like I see him winning the Intercontinental Championship and it's almost like we question it because he's not your prototypical champion you know he's not a tall guy he's not a big guy but he's at some point he's he's another one's becoming undeniable yeah we we talked last week about how who's going to be the guy that's going to dethrone yeah gunther and we had our picks and i said dude it has to be it has to be gable just because of what he's gone through right now with him and the run the run that he's been on it's been incredible um just to see him develop and you can see that the WWE and creative is putting they're they're putting a lot more into Gable like bringing this family into it right and they're like yeah they're setting him apart from a lot of the other wrestlers um and then we talked about this too before Tom about him just shedding the whole shoes, 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 thank you stuff. Like, right. Cause it's kind of hokey and it's like his, his comedic, like kind of entrance. And that's what he does. And he comes out and delivers a great promo to Gunther during his little celebration. And you got, zero shooses shooshes and you got zero thank yous and it was just straight from the heart and he just 
it was it was it was something that we haven't seen from from Gable, and it's like, all right, this dude is now starting to make that transition from like, hey, I'm a gimmicky like, hey, like comedic wrestler like kind of filler time like doing the clown type dude right where i'm a major contributor here and i'm here to stay and i've showed that i can freaking wrestle yep and it's it's my time it's my time it's my time and it feels like that i think that creative is is has really recognized it and i feel like that they're gonna give him a chance to really push what he's doing it's it's cool to see yeah it's awesome to see and it's awesome to see the crowd get behind him one thing too that i noticed was he's like and i've never really heard this from a wrestler in a promo is he said i swear to god i'm gonna be he said it twice and i was like yeah yeah i was like you swear to god i was like huh like that's interesting like I don't swear to God very often, Timmy. <laughs> you know what I mean. And so yeah. it was a, it was a, uh, it was kind of a serious moment. I was like, "Whoa, you better win if you're going to be swearing to God." You know what I mean? Like I remember thinking that in my head, like something different I hadn't seen. That kind of, you know. Well, you never it's know. Cool to like, see. These guys, it's, a little, it's a little twist for these me. Di- these wrestlers get get caught up sometimes in the moment, and they say things that they sometimes don't mean. But like. He got an opportunity to, to deliver a promo. They clearly gave him that spot, really, to go out like, "Hey, man, this is your, this is your opportunity. Say what you need to say. Yeah, let it rip, and you know, let's, let's see how it turns out." And the, I thought he delivered pretty well. I agree. I thought he did, and man, I can't wait. I can't wait for that moment when he's someone, and hopefully, him dethrones. He's, dude, he said. He said this in his promo too. He said, "Dude, we went out and we had a match of the ages, and it was, dude. I'm surprised. I mean, I, I don't. I, um, what's the guy's name that does the uh the the Meltzer? The match? Meltzer, like that has to be up there. That has to be close to a five star rating, right? Like, I don't know how quick they he does those those ratings or whatever. If they if he still puts them out or what, but like he he does." It's one of the it's one of the best matches I've seen on Raw in forever, dude. Yeah. It was an incredible match. And you know what? And we, we mentioned Cody had talked about when they came through the, the into Gorilla, the whole locker room gave them a standing ovation in the back, which is something that you try to you, you don't just do for every, you know, every little match. You know what I mean? You know it would be you know it'd be crazy. Now that I'm thinking about it. Oh boy, yeah. What? Imagine if Gable got, got traded. Whoa. Gable got traded to SmackDown. I think now he put the United States Championship on him right away. He gets yeah. traded and he gets the United States Championship match. That man, that would be with Otis or without? Without, yeah, so you give Gable a chance to be on his own. Now you got that guy on his own. What do you? What then? Where does L.A. Knight go? Can I L.A. Mean, Knight? Maybe. Can L.A. Knight take the undisputed championship off of Roman Reigns? No, no, not yet, not now. 
So that's he's got to get bigger. He's got to get bigger. He's got to get bigger and bigger. He's he's big. He's just he's not as big as he needs to be. He doesn't have the wins. He doesn't have the cachet yet. He's there. He's getting there. Like he's beating Miz right now. Like he beat Austin Theory right now. He's got to start taking down guys like you know. Like uh Jimmy Uso or or Solo or mm, you know Uso. Ray or or if he took down a Bobby Lashley or someone like yeah. that to kind of well, give him you know yeah. some more more wins. Drew McIntyre. Man, so <laughs> that's gonna be a segue right here. And so on on Raw they highlighted, and I want to talk about both of the Uso brothers. Now let's let's do a quick one here. Okay, we're gonna put a little time limit on this one. Timmy, give me a give me a minute on Jimmy Uso's story is kind of it's very much a Fredo from The Godfather. I I really think they fumbled this storyline and now he's trying to get back into the bloodline. I don't understand what's going on. You know, I I wonder if Bray Wyatt was supposed to be involved in some of this storyline and because of his illness and being sick, he couldn't do it and they just threw something together. I don't know what happened, but I just every week I think no, we I think talk it's... about this that Jimmy being the one to betray Jay was a mistake and just you know the wrong decision. And now I feel like he's lost. Well, again, I feel like Jimmy's character hold on. is gone. Hold on. First of all, it wasn't Jay that betrayed first. It was Jimmy that did it. If you remember yeah, Jimmy, super kick Roman. That was the whole thing, right? And like, so it was. Yeah, you're right. He's got like the whole Fredo story going on. Um, dude, honestly, I thought I, like the way it started unfolding, and I'll give you thirty seconds. It just felt like like Jimmy's like kind of confused. I thought that's the character that they were trying to like pitch. Like, oh my god, like I messed up, but I, I. Yeah, I'm still in the bloodline, right? But I'm not. And then, like, I th- I thought they were going to try to do some sort of, like, kind of crazy, like, Jimmy Uso, like, I don't know even know what's going on. Like, I'm so mixed up. I, I just, I'm I'm lost. And I want to be in the bloodline, but I don't want to be in the bloodline. And I thought they were just going to kind of do that back and forth. That's what I thought. Um, I just, I, I just think, like you said, it has no direction. Um, it's a shame because Jay has a pretty clear direction. Right. And Let's just move on from Jimmy and go right into Jay. His yeah, direction yeah. now, kind of paying for his sins, and the story with Kevin Owens is unfolding. Yeah. Well, it's not just with Kevin Owens, it's with everybody. It's, uh, you know, he's everyone wants a piece of him. Um, everyone wants to test him. And this is how you build up. A superstar, right? You you dress him down, right? He's at his lowest of lows, and and now it's it's time for him to to kind of build himself back up. And he's going through. He's going to go through the gamut, if you will. And he's gonna he's gonna go after. Uh, I mean, he's not even going after anyone. He's really accepting any challenge, which is what you have to do. And he's accepting. Yeah, like you saw him accept Kevin Owens' hand in, in terms of a tag team match. And then, you know, he accepts a, a fight from Drew McIntyre, which is, 
I mean, that's a major, that's a major wrestling match right there. It's, it's not, you're not taking on, uh, Tozawa or whatever it yeah. is, you know, it's, it, you know, you're not taking on the, the Miz. It's like, this is a big deal. So it's clear what his journey is. He's trying to get back into the graces of whatever the Raw roster is. And, um, it's going to culminate to something. We don't know what that is, but it's going to, it's going to end up being a huge deal. It's going to be probably, with main event Jey Uso in, a, in some sort of crazy match with somebody that we can't really predict. It seems like it's going to be – I feel like it's going to go back to Cody Rhodes. Huh. Maybe it'll be he has to get through Jay to get to, to Roman. I don't know. But that match next week, Drew McIntyre versus Jey Uso, is going to be a banger. Totally looking forward to that match. And this is really like the first opportunity we're going to get to see Jay one-on-one against someone other than Roman. And I'm and I'm, you know, when you're in there with your family and someone that you've been around with for years, you might have a little bit more chemistry. I want to see how he does with the top one like one of the top guys in the business, Drew McIntyre. Main event WrestleMania star guy. Now Drew McIntyre is going through his own stuff too. You know, he's had the little run in now with the new day. Xavier Woods came out and was uh, talking about him. He even brought up the main event of WrestleMania in front of no fans, which clearly is a low blow. That was awful, and I think kudos to Drew McIntyre for carrying, and I think the announcers even talked about his ability and what he did in carrying the company during that terrible time as a wrestler. It must have been awful to have to go out and compete like that and put your body on the line in front of nobody. But so... Drew is getting more and more heelish every episode, it seems. Is Drew going to be doing a full-on heel turn, Tim? Do you see that coming shortly? I think he's, look, regardless of what he does, I think he's he's good both ways. Um, he's, he's shown the ability to be likable as... <laughs> As a face, obviously, with Riddle, and he's adjusted to some of the bullshit that he puts him through, and Riddle puts everyone through that bullshit. But um, I think he's better off as a heel, in my opinion. And I think this will be a good move for him. And, dude, it's it's easier, in my opinion, to get through this business as a heel than it is as a face. Um, and I think you would agree. We've had these conversations in the past is – as wrestlers go, like, I mean, look, dude, look at the all-time heels, right? You look at, like, Hulk Hogan, right? Hulk Hogan was one of the greatest baby faces of all time. Probably number one. Probably the I was going to say right? number one, probably. When he, when he makes the heel turn, I mean, it probably has a lot to do with that he was the number one baby face, but, like, I think he got over better as a heel than he did as a freaking face. Like, and you can make in the argument, like people will be on both sides of that, but like he had a lot of help, obviously I, I can go through it, but like, it's just, it's just, in my opinion, it's easier to get through and get your point across. So you get away with a lot more shit as a heel than you do as a baby face. Like you have to be on 
all the time. You can fuck up as a heel and still and still deliver. Um, but I think McIntyre would be better, um, you know, in that direction if that's the way he decides to go. It feels like he's heading in that direction. Um, you know, it'd be nice to see him with with a couple more matches with Sheamus and uh, I would love to see him in, in again with with Gunther because those those matches are great too as well. But um, yeah, we don't know that that what his trajectory is um, if this is the way he's going to go. What do you think about this? And I know we spitball we're spitballing a couple times here. What about this? Jay Uso and Drew McIntyre have their match right, and it's a it's a banger. It's a really good match. Maybe it ends in a double DQ or something, some sort of foul play. Someone interferes. Out comes Pierce. Drew McIntyre, you have been traded to SmackDown. You're the one that's traded to SmackDown. He goes on to SmackDown like a heel, goes in, takes the title off of Ray, and then you have L.A. Knight trying to win the title, and it's L.A. Knight, Drew McIntyre. It's not a bad move. I mean, but, like, the the, issue, the the more the biggest issue I think with that is the fact that we have to get somebody on the SmackDown to take the freaking title. Yeah, like that's that's the issue. Is like there's no one on SmackDown right now that we fully trust to to hold on to that U.S. title. Maybe Bobby Lashley. Maybe Bobby Lashley. I don't know. All right, Timmy. Let's go to our next topic and. Um, maybe our last topic of the night. We were talking about, and you've been sending, you sent this video over. And for those of you that have been watching wrestling for the last several years, I'm certainly you remember the list. And I'm talking about the list of Jericho, one of my favorite all time. Like I guess you call it a gimmick. The list of Jericho when he would say, "You know what? You know what, Timmy." You know what? You know what happens? You know what happens when you come on this show? You know what happens when you come on this show and you disrespect Bret Hart? You want to know what happens, Tim? You just made the list. <laughs> <laughs> or like when he goes like this. You know what, Tom? You know what, Tom? When you come on this show and you and you wear your little your little flip up hat and you you have your little overbite. <laughs> you know what happens to people like that, Tom? You just made the list. <laughs> so it was such an overstory, and we were talking about why Jericho ended up leaving WWE and how that story with him and KO and their friendship and then the fallout and then the build to WrestleMania eventually was kind of the breaking point for Jericho and why he left WWE and wanted to go to AEW and kind of why a lot of wrestlers get frustrated with WWE. So... It got us thinking, who are the funniest wrestlers of all time? And Tim, I, I wonder if you can name a couple that, that come off the top of your head or maybe that you thought of that, you know, maybe some specific moments or um, just their humor that you thought, man, this is the funniest wrestler of all time. A couple of segments that come to mind. Um, so there's this. So I'll just highlight The Rock as one of one of the funnier wrestlers. Um, there's a few segments that come to mind. One was, I think he was fighting like, it had to be Rikishi and Kane and Kurt Angle in like a four-way, like fatal four-way match. And he was doing like 
impressions of them all. And he was like, he did Kurt Angle impression. He was like, I love milk. <laughs> He's <laughs> he doing something like that. That was a great segment. Um, dude, the segment with him and Triple H, and this is when they were both out of wrestling, I think. And they were talking about how like they would love to wrestle each other. And they oh, kept on, like, yeah. They kept on getting like closer, closer and closer. closer. Yeah. And they're like, go back up, dude. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, why don't you back? He's like, hey, you going to back up. You back up. So Triple H had some some comedic. I mean, obviously he did the DX stuff, which was great um, for years and years and years. But, um, you know, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, the Rock were very comedic, and then the segment with, oh, I think it was, it had to be Mick Foley when he did "This Is Your Life" with the oh Rock. yeah, the Rock and Sock connection when he did "This Is Your Life." Yes, all time <laughs> one of the all time segments in professional wrestling. Yeah, and I I think that was like right in the heart of when like I was really tuned in. That was probably like. 1998-ish, probably earlier than that, maybe 99, something like that. But, like, those were the guys that were really, like, funny. Um, And then after watching, like, the Kurt Angle documentary, um, dude, Kurt Angle, I caught him at the beginning of his career. From what I've seen, he got completely, like, crazy. (laughs) Like, as his career went on. And I saw some clips that were like extremely funny. Um, that uh, yeah, I wish I saw live, but I mean, he he probably was up there too. Yeah, love Kurt Angle, and some of the segments we're talking about was sexy Kurt, and uh, the things where he did a rap battle with John Cena, and like he just knew how to how to laugh at himself. Like Kurt did a great job of not taking himself too seriously. He's one of my all-time favorite, I think, funniest wrestlers. And another one that kind of slipped my mind, but is just a great wrestler. And now that I'm thinking about him, there's two. And they're announcers. Jerry the King Lawler was all-time funny to me. And Bobby the Brain Heenan. Bobby the Brain Heenan. And I guess you could say Heyman, too. Like I think as a a, maybe like uh, an escort or um, a manager – and announcer you have to have some of that comedic timing and bobby the brain was absolutely hilarious you, you see him he tried to jump out that window you know what I mean? when he's talking about the barbershop and then obviously yeah. jerry the king lawler is all-time funny like he had some of the greatest the greatest lines i i ever heard and um Paul you see Hammond. that guy uh, he tried to break that window. He tried to break that window with his face. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he tried to headbutt that window. <laughs> yeah. There's so many great, like, and to be like one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, you have to have just that ability. It's sports entertainment. You have to have that ability to entertain in more ways than one. It can't just be in ring. Can't just be on the mic. It has to be comedic you have to be able to do it seriously you have to be able to do it all to be one of the greats and these guys and maybe part of the reason why we think they're really funny is because not only were they great serious in-ring wrestlers but they put that switch on like they could main event wrestlemania and then they can make the crowd the crowd go crazy laughing on an episode of raw timmy i'll tell you i'll tell you what tom 
There was one guy, I just saw an interview real quick. Let it play. I'll finish. Yeah. No, you go. They asked Ric Flair, who's the one guy? I think it was Theo Vaughn. Who's the one guy that just would do all the coke in the room? Like, no matter what. Like, he could just take it all down. And Ric Flair was like, man, Roddy Roddy Piper. <laughs> 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 really? He said hot rod could turn it on, boy. <laughs> and God knows who will listen to this show. Hopefully none of Roddy Roddy Piper's family, but I mean, I'm sure they already know. <laughs> I'm assuming they would have listened to the Ric Flair on Theo Vaughn before they listened up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. what? <laughs> All Roddy Roddy Piper's family members are like, what? <laughs> Well, we'll oh, see. Man. That's great. Well, that's going to wrap up another episode of Jabroni Drive. Quite possibly the best episode we've had yet. As we uh, as we said in the beginning, we appreciate you listening and liking the stuff we're doing. If you're not already doing it, please give us a subscribe, a follow. Share some of the content that we put out there. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Jabroni Drive, the fastest growing wrestling show in all of wrestling shows. Timmy. Anything you want to say to all the Schmidt and Lavelleites out there before we sign off? If you're not listening, you're a total idiot. We hate you. Yeah, you know what, Tim? Tim, you know what happens when when you don't listen to Schmidt and Lavelle? You know what? You know what happens to people that don't don't tune in regularly to Schmidt and Lavelle, Mister? Oh, I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna listen to that. I'm gonna listen to this. I'm gonna listen to that. I'm gonna follow this and follow that. And you're not following. Schmidt Lavelle or Jabroni Drive. You know what happens to those types of people? Those types of stupid idiots? You want to know what happens to those types of stupid idiots? What happens, though? You just made the list. <laughs> How was that? That was good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well All right, done, Timmy. Sir. For Jabroni Drive, I'm Tom Lavelle. As always, I'm accompanied by Mr. Timothy Schmidt. Until next week, we love you. God bless you. God bless America. And... Have a great week. We'll see you next oh, real time. Quick. Yes. September 11th. Never forget. Salute Amen. to all the viewers out there.